Are you ready to take your business to the top? Well, strap in and hold on tight. You're listening to the Top of the Wall Podcast from Redwall Marketing. Business and marketing strategies to lift you above the competition and over the wall of mediocrity. Now, here's your host, J.R. Griggs. Hey, it's JR here, and in this episode, we're talking about a customer avatar, what it is for your business, why it's so important, and um, how to build one, how to find it. And uh, this podcast is about a day and a half late, unfortunately, um, up in Canada and travel arrangements and uh, just all the different things that uh, are on the schedule prevented me from getting this out there yesterday. But I did find some time today to do it, and uh, this is a, an important topic that... Um, you know, really every business owner should have an understanding of, regardless of what your business is. This is a uh, something that you'll want to apply to your business. Uh, you've heard me talk in the past about knowing your customer, knowing your market, knowing your, you know, ideal target customer. And so we're going to dig deep into that today. And we're also going to talk about the idea of the customer avatar, which actually takes knowing your customer's even further. So we'll start off with some basics about knowing your customer and the importance of it, and then we'll move into exactly what the avatar is and why that is such an important um, you know item for you to define in your business. So in the you know previous episodes, or if you've you've ever read anything from me or on the the website, you'll notice that I'm I'm constantly uh, emphasizing how important it is to know your customer. And the reason for that is, is that the more you know about your customer, the the easier it is to find out where to advertise uh, to them, what media will reach them, what message is going to resonate with them. You know, um, there's just so much you can you can change and fine tune your business if you really know who your customer is. And you know, that's that's something that. I find that just a lot, a lot of business owners don't know, and it, and it's it's so critical to have that understanding. You know, I'll ask you know clients or other business owners, say, who's your customer? Who's your um, who's your ideal customer? What are they like? What are they? What are they? What are their interests? Are they married? Are they um, divorced? Do they have kids? How old are they? Are they going to school? What kind of job do they have? What kind of lifestyle? Do they like sports? Uh, what sport team do they tend to like? Um, all that info is pretty important to uh, to your business because again, if I know who my customer is and what their income is, I know maybe what kind of area to advertise to because that's you know I can find the median income. Or if I know that uh, I have a database of addresses, I should know where the majority of my customers live. And if there's a certain area of your town or city that has more of your customers, well, there's a good chance that there's a reason for that. There's something that's causing you know that area to be a hotspot for you. And by fine-tuning your advertising to that area, you have a, a much higher chance of converting you know those who get the um, you know who get your your ads or your you know your offer. So there's a lot to knowing that information. Again, if they have kids, I can advertise where kids, you know, where uh, publications where um, that tip, you know, parents tend to get. Uh, on Facebook, there's so many targeting uh, 
uh, methods. You can target parents. You can target people of a certain income. You can target people who have been married or recently engaged or divorced or uh, have an interest in canoeing. You can target those things. So if you know that's your customer, uh, just think about how much cheaper it's going to be and how much more effective your advertising is going to be if you advertise to that customer, exactly that customer. And that is why it's so important to know this. That's why it's so critical to have a really good understanding of who your customers are exactly. Okay, And a customer avatar is something that some people will use. Some people don't go this far. But when you hear customer avatar, this should be taken almost to the extreme of knowing your customer. Customer avatar is you know, like the, the word avatar uh, means that you know an avatar is like a like an icon of something. It's a um, it's not the actual thing, but it could be something that represents. You know, you have avatars on uh, social media sometimes and commenting where it might be an image that represents you. So it's something that represents uh, your ideal customer. You know, in the movie Avatar, um, uh, you know they were you know neurologically connected to these. Uh, I don't think they were robots. They were these. Um, you know, beings that they could control with their brain, but the, the, the being represented you. It was So if you were controlling it, it was this thing represented you. Well, in a customer avatar, we're defining a, an actual person that represents our perfect customer. But to the, to the you know, highest extreme, in, in a sense of a really good customer avatar is where you can have a printout of the person's face. You can find, you know, if your ideal customer is a 34-year-old woman who moderate makeup and is like is is living the active lifestyle and has kids, you could find a photo of a woman that looks just like how you would envision that person looking or how what the average customer looks like. You can give her a name just like your average, you know, customer, you know, take the average names and find out the one that's most common. Look at the last names, which one's most common, the age, the uh, marital status, the family status, the location, the dress style, makeup, whatever you want, you can put that into an actual sheet of paper with their name, their description, who they are, what they do. You know, you could even write a story about them, you know, uh, customer avatars care, you know, is, um, you know, Christine Thompson and, you know, Christine is 34 years old and she's juggling a, a job, a part-time, you know, college. She's got three kids. Um, you know, her husband works in this industry. She drives a minivan. She's got a, you know, two car garage. She's active, but she, you know, she does, she can barely squeeze in the time, uh, to get to the gym. Um, you know, her day begins at 6 a.m. and ends at about midnight. You know, you can write all this down into a sheet of paper. And when you do it in the method of a customer avatar, you can see how personal that gets. Look how personal that is. You know, this is my customer. She's, she's, she's stressed out, you know, by the end of the day. She's running around. She's barely got any time. She's back and forth. She's carpooling. She's trying to squeeze in a workout when she can. She's, um, you know, when she gets off of work, she's heading to college for a class three times a week. Uh, you know, those are things that you can intimately know about your, your market. So as you can see, it takes it even further. It's a, it's a further step than just, you know, uh, knowing 
income, marital status, or whatever. It's knowing their personal fears and wants and desires and how they live their life. That's a great customer avatar. That right there pinpoints your your customer. And if you have that, you know, that in depth of a idea, think about the marketing that you can do. Think about the the message you can deliver. How much more effective do you think your message of selling maybe uh, a quick coffee drink that you can make at home would be if you knew that your ideal customer, Christine, was constantly on the go. And if she had something she could just add water to, for instance, I don't know, uh, you know, she could just heat up some water, pop this in there, it's already in a to-go cup, you're out in the car, you're dropping the kids off, but you've got your coffee with you. How much more specific could your ad be? Or if you were trying to offer a gym membership that allowed easy, quick access to busy moms, how much more effective could your message be if you knew that much about your customer, your your ideal target person? Now, not think about this, not just who you think you need to target. Okay, that's more in startup phase. That's in when you're starting a business, sure, you you can go define who you want to target. But if you're already running a business, don't look at this as defining who you think you need to target. Take your current customer base. That's going to tell you who you should be targeting. Okay, this isn't time, if you're running a business already, it's not a time to go make up who you think you need to target. Um, What you really want to do is look at your current customer base, and we'll discuss that in a little bit here as we look at um, how to build the customer avatar. But you want to look at your current um, customer base. So as a review here, the benefits of knowing your customers are that you can define uh, more accurately where they are, how to reach them, what magazines they might be reading, what TV shows they might be watching, or if at all any TV shows, maybe maybe they're on, you know, they listen to talk radio more. So, you, you know, that may be defined. You can change your message based on knowing this information, knowing that they're, um, they're busy or they enjoy uh, their free time or relaxation, or they like to take vacations overseas, you know, knowing these things will help you define the message, but it also helps you change your business. Okay. If you know that your customer has certain tendencies, certain desires, certain things they want from their business, you can define the business. You can, you, you know, you can, uh, design the business, uh, rather around those, uh, that info. So, um, you know, Ray Kroc, I've mentioned this before, knew that if he had clean bathrooms, he was going to succeed. And that was a big deal because he knew his target market was the moms. He knew that he had to sell the moms on getting into that restaurant. And the cleaner the bathrooms were, the more likely it was that moms were going to be okay with going into a McDonald's to use the restrooms and then the kids would want some food. And uh, interestingly, just today, we're up here in Canada. I was walking uh, down in downtown Ottawa with my uh, brother-in-law and he made uh, mention of, he just, I don't know, is that random? I don't know why he said it. We were walking and we saw there's a McDonald's down there 
and he just mentioned uh, he said he said hey McDonald's is good for their bathrooms by the way like like as if I, I'm assuming what he was saying was if anybody had to go to the bathroom McDonald's is going to be the best place it's clean and that was a key just another key indicator right there that people know that and if it's a clean bathroom and it's a good bathroom to go use now sure some people are going to go in there and just use the bathroom but heck you know, why wouldn't I buy a coffee while I'm there if I'm looking for coffee or get a drink or whatever you know get a snack that's going to happen and McDonald's has built their business uh, partly on that uh, having clean bathrooms and attracting that market okay there's certain gas stations my oh here's another good example here um you know loves and pilot travel centers specifically loves we found loves to be more but whenever we travel on the road or and we know we need to get off we tend to try to find a loves or a pilot because we know that they're building their reputation on having you know a clean um very uh handy if you will travel center that's got everything you're going to need it's going to have food it's going to have some supplies um it's got showers if you're if you're you know you're driving overnight want a quick shower to wake you up it's got those things and so we tend to go there so they know their market they know that's what their market's looking for uh moms traveling on the road with their kids do not want to use dirty bathrooms so they make sure their bathrooms are clean they make sure their centers are well stocked with everything that you would need on the road they know their customer um, and you'll notice that Loves and Pilot have, you know, two sides to them. There's a trucker side. Uh, it's got all the stuff the truckers need. And then there's kind of the family side, I guess you could say, or the, you know, the, um, you know, the basic consumer, the, the car traveler, where it's got all the things that they would need. And that's just knowing your customer. And you can see just right there by having that defined and building the business around that, you know, they're succeeding. So if you know your customer really well, you can build your business around them. And uh, that's a key thing to do. So let's take a look at you know how to get this info. How do you figure this out, right? Um, a couple things you could be doing is just paying attention. That would be the first one. Just pay attention. Uh, just sit and look at your business and see what's happening. There is a story I heard. I do not remember who I heard it from. I've referenced this story a lot. I should, so I should probably go find out where I heard this from. But I had heard a story of a owner of a wine store who had a, um, he wanted to figure out who his ideal customer was and, and really figure out where he should be sending his advertising. And so uh, I believe what he did was he sat out in the parking lot and he just kind of watched. And what he was actually, believe it or not, specifically looking for was, I believe in this case, he wanted to see what kind of cars they were driving. So he wrote down the make, model, and color of all the cars that were coming into his parking lot. And what he discovered was is that there was a high amount of a certain brand of car. And so he was able to use that information for his advertising campaign. He was able to advertise um, you know, to those customers based on their car, based on uh, you know, the dealership, he could do deals with the dealership because he noticed that maybe let's say Mercedes was the number one car that was in his parking lot. He knew that he, he then knows that he can do something with a Mercedes dealer or, uh, you know, some kind of joint venture or, you know, any magazine that deals specifically with Mercedes in the area. So, uh, he could work with any local car clubs that are specifically for Mercedes, um, in the area. So there was a lot of benefit, a lot of value to knowing that his customers drove a certain type of car. 
And that's that's just one example of how you can do that. You could do that on the inside of your store. Find out how many, you know, if you don't have a database where you've got this info, you could certainly sit in your store one day and find out how many people are coming in here. What are they? Is it mostly women with their kids? Um, is it men after work? Is it, uh, you know, women after work? Are they in suits? Are they in, um, you know, running gear when they come in? Do, do they tend to stop in right after a workout? How many people come in, you know, that are dressed professional, business class? Are they dressed casual? You know, you can write, start writing those things down and get a really good idea. And it will take some time, I promise you this. If you're going to do a customer avatar and you're going to get right down to the specifics, it's going to take some time. You could send surveys out to your customers. You could send out something that says, hey, we'd love to get to know you a little bit better if you would. You know, could you fill out this information? You're going to be entered in for a drawing for, you know, X, Y, or Z, whatever. Uh, questions like, you know, median income or we're, you know, uh, married, single, you know, there's all kinds of, I've filled out that question plenty of times on different cards uh, for different companies. And that that's what that information's for. They're building, you know, anytime you filled that out, they're building a customer avatar. They're, they're trying to discover who you are so they can market better to you. That's the whole reason you're answering those questions. Anytime you've seen that in a drawing of some sort or in a customer survey that you're getting in the mail or a phone call that you're getting from a company you're doing business with, it's exactly what they're doing. They're building that customer avatar. They're learning who are our customers, who are the best customers even. And that's that's why they're doing it. So they can alter their advertising. They can alter their offerings based on that. So again, we've got the general idea of it. So in general... You need to know your customer. Even if you don't go as far as building a customer avatar, you need to know who your customers are. What are their wants, their desires? What kind of cars do they drive? Are they night owls, early birds? Do they have kids? Are they married? How often do they get sick, if you will? Uh, Do they travel a lot? Were they born and raised in your location? Um, What's their favorite... Um, you know, activities for leisure. Are they movie watchers? Are they sports fanatics? Are they um, athletes? Are they gym goers? What what can you find about your current customers, okay? And then if you want to take it a little further, turn that into an actual customer avatar and literally find a picture that represents your perfect customer, okay? Your best customer. Find a picture that represents them. And give them a name, you know, give them, give them a location, give them a, a hobby, are they, you know, family, what, what are they, you know, married, kids, whatever. Give them a description of what's their day like, what's their week like, how are, what's their temperament, are they rushed, are they busy, are they stressed, are they relaxed, are they outgoing. Get all that info, pop it into a, just a piece of paper and use it. And here's the other great thing about having an actual avatar rather than just having the info you can start to think of of your your customer or market as you create things for them you'll start to see this person and you know great uh, one of the great pieces of advice that uh, i've always seen out there about writing uh blogging or writing sales copy or whatever the case may be is to picture a person that you're talking to. Write it as if to a friend. Picture the person that you're writing the blog post to. Well, if you've got that customer avatar, you can do that. 
you can you can use that. If you've got some in-house design team or even just a web designer or a graphics person, you can say, hey, by the way, we need to create a new ad and you know, keep in mind, here's our customer avatar. This is who you're designing that ad for. And you know, you can give your design team or whoever's doing these things for you a picture to look at. What's this person going to like? What kind of ad are they going to appreciate? What kind of message should it be? If you're cleaning or arranging the store, you can show your employees, look, this is our customer. This lady right here, this guy right here, this kid right here, this is our customer. Look at them, read up about them and, and what we've written here. And I want you to design the store for this person. I want you to design the business for this person. I want you to run the business for this person. And you'll you'll start to see how different your customers or your employees will feel towards the decisions they make during the day when they're in an aisle and they're stocking something or they're um, changing something in the store or how how long they'll let some dirt stay on the floor when they realize that hey. You know, Sally Jones, my, you know, our customer avatar is a little picky about dirt. That needs to be cleaned up. You know, uh, when you know somebody really well, you tend to do things differently. You know, if you've got that family member that's, you know, they're, they're uh, a neat freak, you tend to keep things a little cleaner when they're around, you know, keep things a little tidy. That's exactly what you can get out of a customer avatar. That's one of the great benefits you can get out of a customer avatar is that you know, strict knowledge of who they are and uh, what their what their temperaments like. So that's going to help you as a business owner to make better decisions. It's going to help you make better decisions about your advertising, get more money out of your advertising. Again, if, why would you advertise anywhere that your customer's not? That doesn't make any sense. That's going to cost you a fortune, which is one of the reasons why so many business owners just give up on advertising. Oh, we did that. It doesn't work, they'll say. You know, that's, well, that's because you did it wrong. You, you didn't put the time into figuring out where your customer was. You just, you're just trying it or doing some spray and pray marketing where you just spray everything out there and hope something sticks. No, define your customer so that you're advertising where they are. If your customer tends to be heavy on the fitness side, you know, how, how valuable is that information to know that, you know, doing a joint venture with a fitness club, gym or anything like that, or, or, or health food stores, would be what much more effective than working with, you know, um, a candy store in your area, or, you know, that advertising in a health and nutrition magazine that's in your area would be much more effective because your ideal customer is healthy, they're fit, they exercise, they're active. That's valuable, valuable information. So again, it's going to help you, you know, target them, make better decisions, and it's going to help your employees better understand who they're serving. Who are we trying to make happy uh, by defining that customer avatar? So what I'd like you to do is this, you know, um, if you haven't done this, take some time. Start, start slow. Don't go right into customer avatar mode because that's a little bit harder. Just start with some basics. Take a look at your customers. If you've got a database, it's going to be easier because you'll know where they live. Maybe you'll know their income. Maybe you'll know if they're married. Uh, depends on if you've been asking those questions. But start paying attention to the customers that are doing business with you. If you've got an online business, that could be a little bit harder because you're not seeing the customers come in. If you're you know local, you're seeing them come in. If you're online, you're not. But you could always do a survey. If you've got a database of your customers, 
start asking questions. Start send out a survey to uh, to find out who they are, um, and uh, reward them for participating in that because that's one of the best ways to get you know get that. And then you know make sure, of course, it's not so such an easy flippant survey in a sense that they can just you know Christmas tree the answers and send it in. Uh, get personal about it. You know, talk to your customers. Send them a nice message about why this is important, and you want to make sure that the company is designed around them, and that you're offering the best you can for them. And by filling out this information, they're going to help you do that. So that's another great way um, to to get the info. If you're local, just pay attention. Just sit in your business. Pay attention. Watch who's coming in the door. See what they're driving. You know, do they look stressed? Do they look rushed? Are they you know, what are they wearing? Are their kids with them? Find that info out and then start to make changes based on that information. Start to, uh, you know, look at where you're advertising and see if you can do a better job. Start to look at how your store is designed and see if you can do, you know, a better job of designing your store. And here's one advantage as we wrap this up or one disadvantage that you're going to have and you have to really understand is that it's very rare that you as a business owner are your ideal customer. So do not build a business around yourself, which is a very common mistake. You are probably not going to be your ideal customer. So that's important to understand. Even if you're passionate about your product, you know, um, you're passionate about your service, doesn't mean that you're your ideal customer. For instance, if you're a plumber, you've been doing plumbing your whole life and you start a plumbing business, um, you know, you, you know, you may not be dealing and I'm just gonna say, you know, most plumbers are going to be guys, you know, the, and what is, what is the, uh, what is the stereotype? You know, it's, it's the plumber with his, you know, butt crack hanging out, right? Dirty plumber. That's unfortunately the stereotype you have. But who's your customer? It's typically going to be the moms who might be calling you out to come fix a place. It's just the way it works. It's just typically going to be your customer, um, even if it's um, you know husband and mom or husband and wife are home. Who's going to be the one that complains when your you know one of your techs walks in with his dirty boots? Who do you think's going to freak out when you're leaving stains on the carpet? You know, it's not, you know, your your customer's not some guy who is okay with your guys walking all over the house with their boots on. So think about that. You know, think about how you could change the way, you know, your techs are doing business based on knowing that, you know, hey, the 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 lady of the house is not going to like you walking on her carpet. My wife can't stand that. I tell you right now, she's, you know, she cringes when people come over and walk on the carpet. I'm not allowed to walk on my carpet with my shoes on. That doesn't happen. Uh, it's funny to see the kids when they forget something and they've already got their shoes on. They do the knee walk where they got their feet up and they're walking on their knees to go get whatever they got to get because they know they're not allowed to walk on the carpet. I can't walk into people's homes without feeling weird about walking on their carpet. But if we hire somebody to come over, it's I don't I don't think we've ever had somebody actually take their shoes off or put on one of those little booties on their you know, shoe to protect the carpet. So that's something to consider. Think about your customer. Um, think about your target. What are their, you know, what are their concerns? And if it's you walking on their carpet, you can address that. And guess what? You're going to be uh, that much li- more likely to have a repeat call for other service because 
they're going to be so excited about the way they treated your home because you took the time to know that that's what they cared about. So start discovering a little bit about your customers, even if you got to sit outside in the parking lot, watch the cars, watch them come in, talk to them, shake some hands, say hi, get to know your market. It can't hurt. I'm t- I promise you it can't hurt. Uh, just do this exercise for a week and you'll be surprised uh, when you find out more about your customer, how much you'll enjoy more serving them and helping them and how much it's going to help your business grow. So again, uh, we'll see you on the next episode. Hopefully you're able to use this one. And if you got any questions about building a customer avatar or defining your market or how to use it, you can always email us over at redwallmarketing.com or um, you know do a search on the site. You'll find other you know tips and resources. So anytime, you, anytime there's a topic that you need to learn a little bit more about, if we've got more on the website, just head over, go into the search bar and do a search for, you know, you could search for customer avatar or customer and see if there's other blog posts or products or information that might help you with that. So I hope you enjoyed it and I'll see you on the next episode and hopefully it's on time. I'll I'll still be up here in Canada till uh, sometime uh, another few weeks. So uh, try to keep uh, next week's and and beyond uh, on time as usual. So see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Top of the Wall podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review and subscribe to the channel so you don't miss any of the great episodes coming up for you. For more resources and tools to take your business to the top, visit redwallmarketing.com.